Welcome. It's Charlie Tate, and I am not talking about Queen today. Just want to put that out there right away. I'm taking a break. If you follow my episodes, then you know I always like to break the monotony and talk about something else. Plus, I just finished a crazy little thing called love, and it turned out that was one of my longest episodes ever. <laughs> and I got to say, when I look at the content I went through, it's no surprise, a lot of facts, comments, critique to cover in that one. So I need time to get ready for the next song. And it's a good time to break anyway, because I also realized Crazy Little Thing Called Love closes out side one of Queen's album, The Game. So I'm talking about something else. And I have no idea how this is going to go. Just straight up. I don't know. I know what I'm going to talk about. But how I get through this And what I touch, what I discuss is going to, I think, shift as we we talk about this. But I want to talk about it because I think it's prime time. There's a lot going on in the world right now that we're hyper-focused on. And much of it is very concerning and scary and it, it is so we're so divided. We are so divided. I was just reading an article about something unrelated to this topic. It was actually an article about parenting and how you can set a better example for your kids, et cetera. And I don't have kids, but I love kids and I I have friends who have kids and I'm always fascinated by that sort of thing anyway. So I was reading about it. And in this article, there was a mention in there about how divided we are as a country. And it got me thinking about this thing that happened the other weekend while we were out and about. And I want to tell you guys what spurred my thoughts. We were in the car, we're driving, and it has come to our attention. It's not just where we live, that people seem to be much bolder and more selfish behind the wheel. Have have you noticed that? I know it's not just us. People are cutting us off more, riding the bumper more, everybody's speeding more. It just feels like there's this, I'm the only one on the road mentality. And it cannot be that way. But when that happened, and my husband and I started talking like, yeah, it just feels like over the last couple of years, especially, Drivers have become much more aggressive, not even just defensive, aggressive drivers, and they are not even apologizing for it. In fact, it almost feels like sometimes people literally want to bump you is what it feels like. This is not a game of bumper cars, but that's what it feels like. And I started saying that, that gosh, it it feels like ever since everything's happened, over these last couple of years, ever since 2020, everybody has become so selfish. And I say everybody because I'm including myself, okay? Now, I started thinking about this as the hours ticked by, you know, we get home, we're running our errands, whatever. And this thought lingered in my brain for a while. And I was thinking about it going, okay, when 2020 happened, 
it was scary because we didn't know what it was. And when we're faced with the unknown, what do we do? We go into self-protect mode, right? We hunker down, we protect ourselves. And I don't know about you guys, but I felt being being someone who at the time I thought might be at a greater risk, having an autoimmune disease, taking all these medications, I didn't know what was in store for me specifically. I was very, very concerned about that at the beginning especially. So every time we went to the store or we did anything, I was gunning it through wherever we were because to me, everybody was a weapon. And I hated that feeling. Did you guys feel that way too? Like whenever you passed someone, there was this urgency about getting past them and out of their area. You know, everybody had that invisible bubble and you're kind of like, okay. And you feel like that person could, without their knowing, actually be a weapon because they could be a carrier or they could, they could not know they're sick yet, et cetera, right? So there, there was that thought that, okay, I have to protect myself and whoever else I live with. We have to be protective of ourselves, which I think somewhere along the lines became a selfishness, self-focused thing. It kicked into overdrive. Any semblance of humility and giving of yourself and being compassionate and considerate of others kind of went out the window because we all had to be on our guard. We all had to be protective of ourselves and those that lived with us within our little bubbles. We had to think that way. We had to. And yes, maybe there were times we went overboard anyway. Maybe there were times we didn't do enough. It's difficult to say, depending on where you were and who you were around and what was happening, what was the right thing to do. I think most of us did the best that we thought we could. So in the process of doing that, though, unfortunately, we became selfish. We became, it's all about me. What's best for me? And this has done lots of things to our lifestyles and our lives. We're seeing it now with this massive amount of people moving jobs, right? First, they called it the great resignation. And now I can't even remember what they're calling it, but, but it's, the thing is, is people are, yes, they're resigning from positions, but they're not getting out of work. They're just going somewhere else. In fact, I just saw an article that talked about the world of marketing right now has seen the biggest shift of people moving jobs. And I'm sure it's, it's a lot of things, right? Some people have become extremely comfortable working from home. It's very convenient for a lot of us. You don't want to give that up when you have it. So let's say your current employer says, uh-uh, you got to come back into the office. And the person says, the employee says, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. They're going to leave, right? They're going to leave. And that's what's happening is you have people who either they, they don't want to go back into the office, so they're going somewhere else to work, or maybe they've suddenly realized, hey, Life is only so long. It's very short, as a matter of fact. And you know what? I'm not happy where I am. I want to go over here instead. I think the pandemic has done a lot of things to us mentally and emotionally in such a way that we feel that need to do better for ourselves, which is, again, in a way, could be considered a selfish thing. Not necessarily, because if you're doing better for yourself when it comes to your job, 
that's probably going to be better for your family in the long run, not just you. So there is some benefit to others as well. But my whole point is with this whole thing happening, with the anger happening, right? Because first we all hunkered down kind of together and it was this, we're in this together. Remember that? Remember that brief moment of unity? What happened? <laughs> it lasted for like a week. And then all of a sudden everybody was like, Rawr! and all of a sudden everybody was judging everybody. You know what I'm saying? So that unity quickly became a competition and a shame game and a blame game. And I don't even need to go on about that. The whole point is everybody started getting angry. And I think it made the selfishness that much worse and the self-focus that much worse. And, and so we have become a selfish people. By and large, not everybody, but I think all of us have had moments of, it's all about me and I have to protect myself. Yes. I've always thought it's important to protect yourself and your well-being and take care of yourself, but not at the expense of virtually everyone else in your life. I'm not saying we've all burnt everybody else in our lives going through this thing, but I think we have certainly lost patience and we've lost, as I said, compassion. We've lost it. It is gone. So I, this all started in my head because of these crazy drivers around us. And I started thinking about the big picture and what's going on. And you guys, I, I've, I'm getting so wound up. I, I have to take a sip of water right now. So excuse me for one moment. Wow. I went for a three mile run today, you guys. Progress. And yeah, I'm pretty dry. I apologize. But where was I? Yeah, we are not we're not as giving, we're not as, patience is non-existent, isn't it? We are so focused on ourselves. I'm actually worried about not just younger children and their fear of things because they've gone through this pandemic from a totally different perspective, not knowing what it was like before. So there's gonna be a much longer adjustment period, I think, coming out of this, but I'm worried about everybody in general. And how do we get back to a place where we're not so mad at the world and frustrated at the world with the world? We see this too with people flying on planes. Oh my goodness, do we see it on planes? That, that is one of the most prominent places we see impatience and anger. People are flying and don't want to abide by rules and regulations. I'm kind of of the mindset that, you know, even if I don't feel it's necessary personally, depending on the situation and depending on what, what the request is, if a business or an airline or someone who has the power to make those requests is asking of you something to do that's very simple, you should just do it. Seriously. I understand it's frustrating. I understand people want to stand up and say, hey, I'm done with this. It's over. I, I can't do this anymore. But again, it's not just you. When you're in, when you're on a bus, when you're on a plane, when you're in that kind of mass transit situation, you are 
in this thing that's that's got many people in it. And therefore, whatever you do has a direct effect on the people around you. It's just like being in a stadium or somewhere, you know, being in a restaurant. You you have to be mindful of yourself, your actions, your emotions, and you have to keep that in a certain realm within yourself so it doesn't escalate, so things don't get out of control, right? And things are very out of control. I knew I was going to touch on a lot of things, and I I don't want to lose my way here. So I guess, how can we get back to patience, compassion, humility individually? How do we get to a place where we are open to the world again, so to speak? Because we can't unite, we can't find a place, we can't find common ground unless our, our minds and our hearts are open. And one place where I personally am extremely concerned and hurt when I think about what's happening in this particular arena, you guys, is as a Christian person myself, I see so much judging going on from other Christians, from other believers, and anger going on. It it hurts my heart because that is not, it's not the way. It's not. And I feel like there are so few people from all walks of life. I'm getting out. Yes, I was, I was just alluding to the spiritual realm, the believer's realm, the Christian realm. But now I'm talking about everyone. I... It's so easy for all of us to get to a place where we feel like we are the superior people. Like we know better. Why can't they see it, right? Why can't they see the truth? Why can't they understand it? How many times have have you asked yourself or God or the people around you that, that do agree with you those questions? Rhetorical questions, perhaps. Why can't the other side understand? And to give you guys some context, I feel like I'm in no man's land, especially politically, you guys. I'm just going to say it. I, I, I am not. It's a strange place to be, you know, and even in some ways, yes, what I was talking about with the spirituality element of this, I kind of feel the same way, like I'm in no man's land. And, and I don't know if anyone else is out there with me. And it's very, it's very sad. And it, it disturbs me on a, on a pretty deep level, honestly, because when you feel like you're floating and you're not tethered down and you don't have any kind of, there's nothing binding you to anything that matters or so it seems, you start to feel insignificant. And I've touched on that talking about other things like social media. When, when you feel like you're standing outside of everything and you're just watching it happen and it's a big old mess and everybody's shouting at each other and, and you're just watching it happen, it, it's, it makes you feel powerless. And power is not a good thing to have. Not all the time anyway. So how do we... How do we get some of the positive power back? I've talked about positive power. 
and pa- the power of positivity. How, how do we get that back without abusing it? And how do we bring people back together? I just thought about Madonna. Music makes the people come together. Yeah. <laughs> we need another, maybe I should write a song like that, you guys. Sorry. Tangents. How do we bring everybody back together? And how do we start to find a common ground? That article I mentioned, you guys, at the start of this, that was about raising children, but it linked to another article, I think from The Atlantic, which talked about how divided we are. It focused primarily on political beliefs, but it's very telling because right now, people who believe one thing think the people who believe the other thing more than ever are absolutely completely wrong is where we stand right now. And that's just in the United States. I can't even imagine what it's like on a world, a worldwide level, how distanced we are from each other right now. It's grown and grown and grown, this distance. It's like when you sweep things under the rug, when things happen and you never address them, nobody ever apologizes. So you just keep piling it under there and pretty soon it's this massive mound of stuff and nobody wants to lift up the rug to look at it because God forbid something happens that's really bad. So how can we address the stuff the distance that's grown so big, nobody wants to bridge that gap anymore. Is it spirituality? Is, is that a good place to start? Maybe not for everybody, but, but for some, it, if it came from a genuine place of hope and light and openness, is that a good place to start? I've always tried. A little something about me, you guys. I am terrible. (laughs) I am terrible at, if you want to say witnessing, I'm terrible at it. And I suppose it's not everybody's calling, no. But I've always wanted to be better at speaking to my beliefs, and I'm terrible at it. I think I'm afraid. I'm afraid to be judged. Definitely, yes. I'm afraid to be pointed at and judged and called something I'm not especially right now, because again, even in, in, in the church realm, what is happening? What is going on? I suppose it's not universal. It's not across the board. There are still people who I think are grounded in a really good place, whether it's spiritually or just morally or whatever. There, there's still people out there, and I know some of those people. I'm good friends with some of those people. I... I, I I know some of you are still out there and you're holding the fort. And I have to believe that you guys, some of you might very well be feeling the same thing I am. Where did we go wrong? What happened here where we became so focused on ourselves that we completely forgot about everybody else? And we're watching things unfold in the world that in some ways, especially the last couple of days, some things that have happened, it feels like we should be beyond these things for decades. 
the stuff that has been happening, we haven't heard about that kind of severe brutality for decades, not at the scale, but it's happening. And I think as the weeks have gone by, everything that's going on in the world, we, we start to fall into our little routines, right? We, we all have these little lives that are just our lives. And I think for the most part, barring any major happenings, any, any pandemics or major things happening, we tend to turn a blind eye. And I think part of that is a self-protection mode. I'll admit, I, I can only know so much before I start to crumble. I cannot watch the news because I get stressed. I'm very picky about how and where and when I get my information because I get scared. I can't do it. And maybe some of you are like that too. It's over. It's sensory overload. Your world feels threatened, so you shut down, you pull away. There are some moments, some situations, where I will sit back and read because I want to understand. I want to know what is going on in these people's lives right now. And is there anything I can do about it? Save saying a prayer. I am sad that saying a prayer has become, to some, it's become a meme or a joke. It's not always the answer for everything, no. You have to put action into things too. I, I believe that prayers can be answered, but there are many times where you've got to put the work in. You can't just expect for something to magically come to pass. Is that possible? I believe it is. And I will tell you, I believe I have had answers to prayers. Almost miraculously so, you guys. I do believe it's real. I do believe it can happen. So it's difficult to see the attitude toward that now. Again, it's back to that anger. How do we get past that? How can we be good to each other? How can we respect one another when? We have such staunch opinions about things that are as far apart as you can be. How do we get back to existing in a place where we don't have to judge each other entirely because of a political belief or a spiritual belief? We don't have to call each other names. We don't have to condemn one another. Why can't there just be different opinions about things? Sure, maybe there is actually a better way of doing something. I was reading a lot, before we moved, I was reading a lot about 
communities and neighborhoods and states and cities and how when you live in a community of like-minded people, you actually become more entrenched in your beliefs. It doesn't help you open your world and open your mind to other ideas. It's comfortable. Yes. We love to be surrounded by people who believe what we believe because there's no threat. And that's what I'm getting at here is why do we perceive everything different as a threat? Yes. It is possible for radical beliefs to lead people into dangerous areas where they feel compelled to attack, and that is wrong, and that is, that is a punishable thing that I believe justice should be brought upon those people. Yes, but not everyone is like that. I would venture to say that most of us aren't. The most of us aren't going to go to a place where we feel like we have to literally physically attack people or threaten them because they believe something different. But I think as we become more entrenched and as we become more divided, that's what we believe is that someone else who has a different opinion is out to get us and I can't associate with them because they're out to get me. So what do we do? We end up living around, spending time with people who are like-minded. But that's not a good thing. It's actually better to intermingle and mix and discover something new and talk to people that may not be like you are or may not believe what you believe. This is why I admire people who travel the world so much because I've always wanted to do that. I missed my opportunity. I should have done that in my 20s. But I suppose I haven't missed it. Maybe, maybe my hubby and I could still do it, right? But the point is, is those people who get out and travel the world and see things and meet people and, and eat things and learn things, and they, they see cultures that, I mean, you can't even imagine some of the stuff that goes on in other parts of the world that is totally normal to some groups of people, but it's out there. And most of us don't see it and we don't experience it because we're in our little bubbles. I do love to travel. Maybe not by plane. <laughs> Planes never used to bother me. And somewhere along the lines in my 20s, I just started to hate flying. But I love to travel. And I love to see things and try things and, and meet people and hear accents that, you know, I, I can barely understand someone because the accent is so thick. It's fascinating to me that we're all so alike on a cellular level, but we're so different from one place to the next. That's what makes us so special. And I think we're missing that as we get more and more divided. Maybe that's what we should focus on. How rare and unique and precious we all are. Yes, I just quoted a line from Contact. <laughs> I love that movie Contact, you guys. Jodie Foster and she's speaking in front of the panel, and she's all eyes and ears are on her. I, I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen it. You got to go watch it. I know a lot of people have seen Contact. It's not even new. It's fairly old now. But it's such a well-done movie. And what I really love about it is it challenges, I think it challenges everybody 
it has some wonderful moments of culture clash and beliefs that clash and learning to deal with that and understand and respect each other. And at the end of the day, I love Jodie Foster's, I love her, her character, Ellie, her sentiment that she has been through something that makes her realize how rare and precious we all are. And, and that we're this tiny little blip, but we have so much to give. And that's why it's important to get out there and meet and touch and, and get involved with as many people as you can, because otherwise you're not leaving anyone, you're not contributing to this world as a whole. I'm not saying everybody has to be outgoing and gregarious and extroverted. I'm not saying everybody has to share a talent. No, that's not what I mean. I'm talking about being a part of life in whatever way you know how and being open and being with other people. And I should say that to myself because I'm kind of a loner. I I have a hard time spending large amounts of times large amounts of visiting time with people that I don't see all the time. I am exhausted after I get together with people versus others who are invigorated. I need to take a break. I need a breather. I need a reset. I need a moment to myself. There's a song by Imogene Heap, and it is, is it First Train Home? It's the opening song on that album, I think. And she sings about being, I think it's in this like social situation and how she just wants to get away. And I feel that. I understand that song because I get it. You're, you're with a group of people, you're out and about, you're socializing. And it's just, after a while, I kind of start to daydream. <laughs> and it's no disrespect to the people I'm around. It's just the way I'm wired. And I know other people are like that too. But I know other people, like I said, other people love being around other human beings. They love it. It, it gives them life. And I understand it. So I, I try to be respectful and mindful of that as well. But how do we get to a place, you guys, where, where we suddenly realize how important it is to treasure and respect one another. How do we do that? How do we get outside ourselves? Is it just traveling? Is it getting out and seeing things? Should we observe more and speak less? Should we read more? Explore forums and comment sections of articles more? I'm telling you, there is no better way to understand someone's real thoughts and opinions than by reading a semi-anonymous forum like Reddit, where people feel safe to express themselves. And obviously, you're not going to know who they are yourself. But I think it gives you a wonderful snapshot of where people are on the spectrum of beliefs and morality and attitude and lifestyle and everything. It, it really does help you see what people, on a massive scale, what the opinions really are like. And you quickly understand that what you thought was the norm or what most people thought suddenly isn't. Because, right, a lot of people that are very loud, the ones that are loudest are the ones you hear. 
And a lot of times those people can be the most opinionated because they're not afraid to speak up. But suddenly you go, oh my gosh, there's, there's millions of people out there that are just like me and trying to figure out what in the world to do with themselves. I just don't know what to do with myself. I could sing that song every single day and it would be totally legitimate. Factual, genuine. You guys, I feel like there's no good resolution here. I always want to close out podcast episodes with a CTA. You can do this. Maybe you can. Maybe we can. All of us. Patience. Wisdom. Reflection. Reading. Speak less. Take more in. Watch. Observe. Try to understand. Take a breather. Take a break. If you're stressed, this is why, (laughs) okay? That's another thing. We are all so stressed. Find a release somehow, somewhere, find it. Rebalance, recalibrate yourself. If you were a machine, I would tell you to power down and flip it back on. (laughs) So how do you do that? What is your recharge button? What's your reset? Go do that. Do that thing. And branch out and try something that was totally alien to you before. Go somewhere new. Meet someone new. Challenge yourself. You might be surprised. I guess that's all. That's all. (laughs) Devil Wears Prada. (laughs) Great film to watch whenever. Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway are gems, as is Meryl Streep, for that matter, and Stanley Tucci. Okay, I'm done. I could talk about that movie and how great, though, the fashion is. It's like Legally Blonde. (laughs) There's another good one, you guys. Okay, rambling about films. Go reset and try to, and this is for me too, you guys, Try to look at the world with fresh eyes and ears like everything is new. Because that perspective, that newness is going to bring fresh openness, I think. I don't know how we do that on a global scale. I don't have the power. I could pray for the power, but unless... (laughs) Unless I'm really meant to do something drastic, I don't know how that's going to be possible. I'm still working on my music. That's a thing. Maybe that's what I should be focusing on. Okay, guys. I hope you have a wonderful night. It's nighttime here, but if it's morning for you, good morning. Have coffee and tea and a cookie. A fig cookie? Are you guys about that? You like Fig Newtons? Fig Newmans? (gasps) There are these fig bars, you guys. So much fig in them. Mm, If you like figs, go find fig cookies. Cook. That is a really good thing to do with people that even if you don't agree on stuff, if you guys can cook together, that can be a really productive experience. Seriously. Those kind of creative activities, cooking, drawing, 
recreational things. It's good to do that stuff with people that you're not quite sure about them, but you want to get to know them better. Do those things. All the things. Okay, guys, have a good morning, afternoon, night. Treat yourselves and everyone else well. And I will be back next time, probably with another queen deep dive. Keep yourselves alive and please help others do the same. Take care, guys. Take care.